Welcome to the MILF Bod Podcast. Mindful, intuitive, lifestyle, fitness. An all-encompassing wellness resource for women featuring some of the most successful, influential mothers and experts out there. I'm your host, Cherokee Luker, mother, model, fitness trainer, and wellness enthusiast. Join me as we dive into all things MILF. Welcome back to a brand new episode, guys. We're here today with sunshine in human form, Zoe Stone. Zoe is a digital creator, model, and founder of Olina Management, a social media management company that focuses on working with brands who give back. Zoe is currently about eight months pregnant and has so much value to bring to the table when it comes to health, wellness, and a positive mindset. Zoe highlights the importance of healthy relationships in order to thrive. She also provides the audience with some big lessons she's learned along her journey from traveling and living all over the world to being terminated after announcing her pregnancy. It's crazy, guys. Although a tough pill to swallow while being pregnant, Zoe has fully embraced the changes and has actually realized that this is what she needed all along, a break from the toxicity of grind culture. She's now been able to step into this new identity of becoming a mother, and it's the most beautiful and inspiring thing. Without giving much more away, let's dive into this amazing episode with the beautiful Zoe Stone. So I don't know about you guys, but I've been on a journey with my skin over the years, and I'm finally at a place as I quickly approach 30 where I actually feel like my skin is looking the best it ever has. My goal is to always look dewy, hydrated, and glowing, and this is where the golden secrets comes in. I recently had the founder of this incredible skincare brand on the podcast, Jessie Golden, because I've always admired her since I first discovered her in 2021. As soon as I started following her, I immediately purchased the firming wand, and since then, my Golden Secrets collection has grown to the face oil, the face mist, the instant glow face mask, the dry brush paired with the body oil, the long lash growth serum, and the organic coconut lip balm. If I had to narrow it down, I'd have to say my three favorite products are the face oil, the face mist, and the long lash growth serum. The Golden Secrets is a cruelty-free and sustainable skincare brand rooted in nature to help make you feel like a golden goddess. The goal of the brand is to inspire rituals of self-love and unveil an everlasting glow. And let me tell you, the products do just that. I can't recommend these products enough, and if you need proof of just how amazing this brand is, I highly recommend following Jessie as she is a walking advertisement for every single item. And if you guys haven't listened to her episode, I recommend dropping what you're doing and listening right now. She's such a wealth of knowledge, and it brings me so much joy to support brands that deliver actual results and are giving back. So if you too want to unleash that glowing goddess, head over to thegoldensecrets.com to get 10% off your order when you use the code MILFBOD. That's thegoldensecrets.com. Use code M-I-L-F-B-O-D for 10% off your order. Enjoy. How are you doing? So nice to meet you finally. Yeah, I know. Nice to meet you too. I feel like I've been following you forever. So it's just amazing to finally chat with you. Yeah. How far along are you right now? I am now 31 weeks. That is like almost the start of my eighth month, I think. But I'm at the finish line. Oh my gosh. It is literally blinked. And I'm like, oh my gosh. That it's so wild. I mean, you've gone through it though. Like, you know how fast it goes. Yeah, definitely. But it's funny because I only know you via social media. Like, I don't know you personally. So, seeing when you announced, it felt like it was just yesterday. So, I like waited probably till I was about six months. Pregnant. Oh, okay. That's perfect. Yeah. Most yeah. people announce it like, I don't know, pretty early. Yeah. yeah. 
I wait because of like what I was doing with work, actually. For sure. Yeah. And we'll jump into all of that. But first, I would just love to know your story. So who is Zoe? I would love for you to just introduce yourself to the audience. Yeah, for sure. Well, that is actually a very complicated one because I grew up (laughs) all over the world. My dad is in the military. And most people that know me now because of social media still see that I travel so much. And I'm like, that's always been me. Born in Georgia, moved to Germany. Uh, From Germany, moved all across the South to the Pacific Northwest, to Asia, and spent the majority actually of my childhood in Asia before moving to Hawaii. What part? Um, I lived in China, Singapore, Bangladesh, before moving to Hawaii when I was 12. Oh my gosh. And then you spent the rest of your childhood growing up in Hawaii, kind of? Yes. Yeah. Through high school and then graduated, went to the mainland for college, came back because I love it here and it's beautiful. How could you not? And my mom lives here. It feels like the closest thing I've ever had to home. But I'd say that in a nutshell definitely encapsulates who I am. Like traveling is a huge part of me always has been. It's like my favorite thing in the whole world and all I've really ever known. And then on top of that, I would just say I'm huge into yoga. Like that is my backbone to everything that I do. I love yoga. got certified at 18. Yeah. So the goal is to combine traveling and yoga. Yes. That's such a good place for people to start if they feel like stuck. Just think about the top two things that you love most in life and see if you can marry the two and figure out a way to make that your life and make a living out of that. Yeah, for sure. Oh, I love that. That's beautiful. So out of all of the places that you've lived in your life, can you narrow it down to your favorite or is it hard to choose because everywhere is so different? Yeah, that's really hard. I mean, obviously... Oahu feels like home. That's like my favorite in a lot of ways. But I really liked living in China as well. What about you? Did you grow up in Hawaii? No, I lived there for five years. I went to college there. I went to UH on the Big Island. Oh, cool. And yeah, I was in a pretty serious relationship. And then that's kind of where I started modeling is in Hawaii. And then I felt like LA was the next kind of best place. Oh, for sure. As much as I love it, there's definitely so many pros and cons, as you, I'm sure, are aware. It's just a little bit tough, like, thinking about raising a child in L.A. So we're trying to think about that. And I'm so happy for you and your fiancé, congratulations, by the way, that you guys just moved back to Hawaii, right? So we were living here, but we were traveling over the summer. He moved here in February of last year. I've been on Oahu since probably 2020. Did you guys meet on Oahu? We did, actually. Wow. How'd you meet? We met at a barbecue. My girlfriends invited me, his friends that were hosting it, and he happened Cute. to be there. We literally oh. met like as soon as I walked into the, the backyard setting, and we just hit it off. I love that you met him like organically and not online because I feel like a majority of people who I ask like, oh, how did you meet your partner? Most people say nowadays online like, oh, they slid into my DMs, which is fine. Like that's how Josh and I met. But I love that it's organic. Some of my best friends I've met through Instagram and like my life would not be the same without them. I know. But yeah, it was very like a rom-com kind of vibe. Like, oh, <laughs> I can picture it. Like he was in Hawaii for the weekend. For, for a vacation for the weekend. Yeah. Like, that's <laughs> so cute. Oh my God, I love that. So career-wise, how would you define yourself in the career space? Like, Because I feel like you're a digital creator. You're also a model. You're so many things. Yeah, I would definitely say definition-wise, like – Uh, a content creator, I would say encapsulates most of it. I've dabbled in modeling. I've dabbled in, you know, social media influencing, travel influencing, things like that. And then in the last couple of years, got into like social media management, like really helping kind of bridge the gap between all of those things for brands. I loved that. I was like so passionate about it. Right. And your company's name is Olina Management? 
Yeah. So and cool. it's like a purpose-driven social media management agency. So like I specifically just want to work with brands that are doing good, not just selling products and services just to sell and make money, but like hopefully with the intention of either bringing wellness, health, traveling experiences, yoga, mindfulness, all of those things to people. So Right. That are in, in line with you and that feel organic to you. That makes yeah. sense. And it, it definitely does because, like, I wouldn't want to work for, like, a brand that, I mean, let's just pick one random example, like a sports brand. I'm not into right. sports. I would not right. be the right voice to be that person marketing for them online. Yeah, exactly. So you founded the management company in? 2020. It was definitely a COVID thing. That's great. And I love that you only choose to work with brands that you feel like are near and dear to your heart because then it makes it easier too to create content for those brands. For sure. Also, didn't you dabble in designing a little bit too? Like weren't you working on a clothing line for a long time or something? Oh my gosh, the fact that you remember that. So we must (laughs) have been following each other for a while. Yeah, I went to school for business, marketing and fashion. I did start a line that I never finished. And I still think about this. Like I have my sewing machine in the other room with my mannequin, with all my notebooks. And it's like always this little thought in the back of my mind because it was a huge passion project I held close to my heart. COVID happened, moved back to Hawaii, didn't really have the means or funds or time to like continue pursuing it. And I just put it on the back burner. And that is something that I definitely would love to revisit at some point because I was very passionate about it. And like, I think that is the foundation of also everything else that I do is like my love for good design, not just fashion, but like architecture, like interior design, everything. Yeah, I think it leaks into every part of your life if you just have that eye and you have such a great aesthetic. Where do you draw a lot of your inspiration from? Because I feel like you have a very distinct style and unique. But definitely, I like use Pinterest. I'm not even going to lie about it. Like I use Pinterest to kind of like channel and fund everything. And it's so underrated. I'm an OG Tumblr girl. I still use (gasps) Tumblr. Love it. Yes. That is OG. I totally forgot about (laughs) Tumblr, actually. (laughs) So because you have lived such a big life at such a young age, what are some of the biggest lessons you've learned along the way? I'd say the biggest lesson one of them that I've learned so far is that relationships are the foundation for everything in your life. Like your ultimate joys, happiness, fulfillments, like without healthy, positive relationships, in my personal opinion, it's like you'll never feel fulfilled. I've like chased so many different kinds of things, chasing shiny objects, shiny people, status symbols, money, things like that. Like I've really learned the most important things that make me truly happy are like solid relationships with my family, friends, and partner. Yes, I agree 100%. And I feel like as you get older, you start to realize nothing else really matters other than the health and well-being and the connection between you and your family and your friends, like the people who are closest to you. Everything. And I think that also comes with age because like when you're younger, it's so normal, natural to be like chasing the satisfaction, like building a career and getting out into the world and exploring and traveling and doing things that are, you know, a little bit more selfish. That's okay too. But you get older and you realize like family is everything. And especially now that I'm creating a family, it's more important to me. Like this is it. Like this is the purpose of life. (laughs) Yeah, it's all about quality over quantity. Because I feel like when you're younger, it's more about quantity and like more, 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 the more friends I have, like, but it all just boils down to quality. You're so right. And I know you're, you're super into wellness too, yoga being like the core of that. So what are some other practices that you like to incorporate when it comes to wellness? Definitely meditation is huge. How do you meditate? Well, I'd love to say I'm like the kind of person that just sits down and like tunes my mind out. 
that's not the case. I love a good guided meditation. Like, yeah, I've actually been using this app recently. You might like it or any other mom that's like listening to this expecting mom, mom, or maybe you're pregnant, whatever it's called expectful, like expecting, but F-U-L at the end. And it's kind of like headspace, but it's for any woman in their fertility journey. And it's Mm -hmm. so amazing. They have like courses, articles, guided meditations, and they're simple. They're just like quick and easy. There's like five to 15 minute versions. Like I don't really like a super long guided meditation. You know, I just want something to get me in the zone first thing in the morning or in the evening when I'm winding down. But I found that they're like amazing. They're the best out of any other app that I've used. So Okay. Okay. That's a good resource. Expectful. Mm-hmm. Okay. So meditation. What are some other wellness things? I'd say skincare. Because like when I feel yeah. like I look good, I'm happier and just like better, more mindful, more present. If you look good, you feel good. Yeah. I know. If ever I'm having like a, you know, whatever bad day, quote unquote, I just feel like even just showering and like, you know, putting on makeup and getting dressed, like it will literally change your whole entire mood. Definitely will. And that's something I need to keep in mind as I become a mom, because I know it's probably going to be so easy just to like roll out of bed and get into like the hustle and bustle of all the things I have to do. But I need to do that first at a bare minimum, like Definitely. just take care of myself, do my skincare, do a little makeup, feel yes. good if I can. Yeah. <laughs> right. You'll find it a lot easier in the newborn phase because they sleep so much. So you will have a lot more time to yourself than you think. The toddler phase is something else. I'm in the thick of it right now. Yeah. How old are your kids? He's two. Or, you have multiple, right? Just, just one. one. Oh, okay. Just one. I don't know why yeah. I thought you two. I had a pregnancy scare, so maybe. <laughs> 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 but no, just one. So yeah, he's two. He'll be two and a half in December. So gosh, yeah. Yeah. You're literally in the thick of your toddler like time right now. (laughs) For sure. So what does your skincare routine consist of right now? Right now, it's so simple because I can't use much being pregnant. Right. But I found that my skin's really reacting well to it. So maybe I should have been doing this like the whole time. I love a good like facial oil, like rosehip oil, mm, not yeah. with the gua sha. Yes. Honestly, all you need. It's like so hydrating, lifts everything in the morning. I have like a daily moisturizer. I use a cleanser. I use Suluasu. It's like my okay. favorite brand because it's clean. What is it called? Suluasu. Okay. I've never heard of it. I don't know if I'm saying it right. Hopefully I am. Um, <laughs> it's spelled, but it's Korean. It's amazing. It has like ginseng in it. I've been using it since I was like 16, which is bougie to say, but that's because I used to steal it from my mom's bathroom. It was like (laughs) her skincare and I just have been using it for that long. And I love like an ice roller. If I don't have an ice roller, I literally just use like an ice cube. I love that morning. Yeah. Yeah. Simple, simple, simple. <laughs> yeah, because your skin is amazing. It's gorgeous. Yours is amazing. I've literally <sighs> been you. like, I am this whole talk. It's <laughs> Thank you. The ring light helps for sure because I'm in like this dark studio, so I need the lights. Do you have like a a morning and nighttime routine that you follow right now? I wish. I have been all over the place since being pregnant. But there are certain things like I incorporate throughout my week here and there Mm -hmm. that help in the morning. So a gratitude practice, that is like huge. I wish I could say I do that every day. I don't. Sometimes it's like when I'm just like laying in bed when I first wake up, my eyes are still closed or maybe I'm like trying to, you know, slowly get out of bed, stretching a little bit. I like to think of things I'm grateful for. That's helped me a lot. If I'm really on it, I'll like actually journal it but that doesn't always happen. And I also find in a morning routine, like a nice beverage. So I used to drink coffee, then I switched to matcha, then I cut it all out completely. I'm starting to reintroduce it back into my routine. But if I'm not drinking caffeine, just tea in general in the morning, so nice. Movement, movement, so important. For sure. I'm not saying anything revolutionary here. Like this is all stuff you know and your listeners know, but it's good just to reiterate that it it helps. When I do follow a morning routine, my day is 
automatically better. It's like, <laughs> I feel the same. I see the difference. And then evening routine, it's kind of like the same thing, but in reverse, kind of just yeah. like slowing down, meditating or reading, trying to not be on my phone before I go to bed, even though that's so hard. Oh, and cooking a good home cooked meal. Yeah. It is so like therapeutic. It's nourishing. It's a good time to connect with like your partner or family. And it's a present when you're cooking. So I find that cooking is like a very important part of my evening routine. Yeah. Speaking of cooking, what is your diet like these days? I know it's probably changed over the years, but like right now being pregnant, what does it look like for you? Since being pregnant, obviously, you know, like your hormones change, your taste buds change. Like the first trimester, I wanted nothing healthy. I did not know myself. I used to be like a strict salad and smoothie girly every day and was like so health conscious. I got pregnant my first trimester. I'm like, I want grilled cheese. I want (laughs) want burgers. (laughs) I want chicken wings. I threw everything out the window. You let yourself have all of it, right? I had to. There was no stopping me. I was a little monster. (laughs) (laughs) I I was going to have that cheeseburger or whatever it was and nothing was stopping me. But I also now look back on it and like my body needed those things. Calcium. It needed the protein. It needed the iron. Absolutely. The carbs too. Yeah. Yeah. Burning so much when you're pregnant. And that was a short phase. Thank goodness now I can eat salad again. But that was actually one of my aversions. Like I hated the taste of lettuce for a solid three months. But now that my hormones have like kind of mellowed out, I'm back into like eating what I usually do. Just a well-balanced meal. I eat everything. I try to eat more plants than protein, but I still eat meat. Fish, fish is important to me. I'd say like I mostly follow Mediterranean diet if I had to like generalize it though. Love a Mediterranean diet. It's so good. It's so fresh and just like nourishing, but also satisfying. And you don't feel like you're like restricting yourself too much. Right. So how has your pregnancy journey been so far? I would love to touch on, you know, what happened with the career side of your life, but also I want to touch on like physically how you're feeling mentally, emotionally, spiritually, like all the things. How are you feeling? I feel like it changes depending on like the trimester and week and things like that. Like I said, first trimester was hard. I think it is for everyone. It's like not just adjusting to those physical changes, but like emotionally, mentally accepting like I'm going to be a mom and having to like step into that identity shift was huge. And I remember like calling my friends and talking to them about it. And one of my friends suggested, she's like, you should honor this transition and like almost give yourself like a little mini ceremony. She used the word ceremony to like honor the change that you aren't going to be the same person. You're not going to be an individual operating in this world anymore. You're going to be a mother that has to support someone and like honoring almost like the death of that. I know that sounds like kind of scary. No, not at all. When she gave me that advice, I'm like, that's beautiful because my old self needed that. Because when you find out you're a mom, no matter whether you're planning for it, you want it, whatever it is, it's scary. It It is is. like a terrifying feeling, but it's beautifully terrifying when you accept it and embrace it and like honor your old self too. So that was the first trimester for me, how I was feeling was like that combination of everything, like anticipation, worry, fear. Am I going to be a good mom? Am I ready for this? Yes, I am ready for this. Embracing it, embracing all the changes physically, emotionally. Second trimester was just amazing. Like everyone kind of said it was going to be like, I felt like my old self, but my body was kind of starting to get a little bit bigger. People Mm -hmm. were starting to notice, which I actually liked. Like I wanted to feel pregnant. Uh, I wanted people to know that I wasn't just like awkwardly bloated and gaining weight. <laughs> <laughs> right? Because you go through such a weird, awkward phase where you're like, I swear to God, I'm not like this bloated. I'm actually pregnant. Like, <laughs> it's like I ran into like an acquaintance. I'm not going to be like, oh yeah, hi, I'm not bloated. Like I'm pregnant. I swear. Like, you know, yeah. <laughs> right. And as someone that's modeled and like, has a presence on social media, I'm not going to lie. I cared about those things. Like I cared about my physical appearance and like 
being perceived in that way. Oh my gosh. I remember one of the last modeling jobs I did while I was still pregnant, but like yeah. showing, not showing. I was like not showing, but feeling like I was pregnant. I wanted to tell everyone so bad. I literally was like, this is driving me crazy. Cause like, I don't want everyone on set to think like, I'm just like gained weight, moody, emotional, all these things. <laughs> like, <laughs> but I couldn't, it was too early on. So yeah, that was the, the second trimester, I would say for the most part. I just felt like me, but getting bigger. Yeah. Now that I'm in the third trimester, I am starting to feel a little bit of like the aches and pains. I'm getting a little tired here and there, but that's yeah. like normal. But it hasn't been that bad. And maybe that's because I'm like not quite at the finish line though yet. So you should check in with me in like a month or two. Because I'll definitely text you when it's getting yeah, closer. I'm like, like, girl, I'm ready for this baby to come out. Like, yeah, I'm so heavy. My feet hurt. Yeah, you'll definitely feel ready for sure. But it's good that you're enjoying the process. I have been. And I'm so grateful for that. Because like, I know some of my friends' pregnancies were really, really, really tough. Right. Did you experience any morning sickness? Yes, but only for like three weeks. Okay, that's not bad at all. Yeah. I have friends that like were on IVs through their pregnancy because oh, they were I like know. so nauseous. And I yeah, feel horrible. Right. Every person deals with pregnancy like so differently. Yeah, I know. It's crazy how every person's journey is so different. What about you? Mine was literally the easiest thing ever. And I almost feel like guilty for saying that, but me too. I feel yeah, the same way. Because like, I have heard so many horror stories. I'm like, yeah, my pregnancy was super easy, but my birth was another story. You know, that was tough. That was kind of the trade off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The universe says you're going to have it easy now, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it was so worth it. Everything, obviously. Oh, going back to what your friend said about kind of mourning the death of your old self. I love that analogy, but I also kind of always look at my birth experience as like a birth experience for the new version of me as well. And so I feel like that's such a, a great that's way to look at it. Yeah, yeah, because like you're birthing a whole new Zoe when you give yeah. birth to your child. Do you know this sex yet? I do. I'll announce it. I just haven't announced it like on Instagram, but I'm having a boy. <gasps> so I'm boy mom. Up. <laughs> Yay! It's Maybe the that's best. why my pregnancy has also been so easy. It right. must have to do with like the testosterone or something. Yeah. They say that boys are easier. Yeah. And I'm so excited about it. That is very exciting. So are you kind of in like your nesting phase and getting everything all ready in the house and Definitely. Yeah. Literally, I've been building furniture with the help of Harrison, of course, and just getting all the like baby things put together and getting my registry in order. I have my baby shower next week. Which oh, really so exciting. I've never even been to a baby shower ever. Yeah. I don't think I really had either before having mine. Yeah. So I don't know what to expect, but did you have your baby shower with your friends and family or with your mother-in-law's friends and family? Or kind yeah, of we did kind of like an unconventional baby shower. So usually it's just women involved, yeah. but we did co-ed and we did like a baby bash, like barbecue at our house. That's and it was so, so fun having like all of our couple friends come. My mom flew in with her best friends and it was great. Yeah, it was so fun. Oh, that's so cute. I wanted to do co-ed, but my mother-in-law kind of was like, we're going to do it traditional. It's going to be all the yeah. girly. That's going to be so fun too. Did she help you plan it? She did everything. See, that's the best. It's so much like creating your registry. and The registry thing was new to me too because like I didn't know what a registry was because I've never really gone to weddings either. And I was like, wait, you just make a list of things you need or want and people get them for you? I'm like, yeah. what is this? This is amazing. <laughs> and people, when you're having a baby, I don't know what it is, but people just want to drop so much money on you. They don't even care. The like community knows. They know yeah. how much it takes to have a child and all the things yeah. you need. I didn't like fully wrap my head around that until I made the registry and I saw yeah. it all. And I was like, it's so much. I, like, I do need help actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You definitely need help and you'll get all the help. Yeah. 
that happened, I'd be so grateful. My hand hurts from all the thank you notes I've been writing. Oh, (laughs) that's so sweet. As busy individuals and parents that are always on the go, it's nice to be able to utilize products that not only look good, but are functional as well. Ondar products are next level quality using highly sourced leather that helps minimize and organize what you carry. I'm a huge fan of the Indie, which is this gorgeous crossbody bag that they designed. And I can't tell you how convenient, durable, and cute it is. I got it in the color Crema, which is a nice neutral color that I can pair with anything when I'm on the go. I was recently in New York and it was so nice having the perfect size bag to just throw over my body with all my essentials in there. They also make backpacks, wallets, phone cases, and so much more. So for 15% off your order, just use code CherokeeLuker at checkout when you go to Ondar.com. That's code CherokeeLuker, capital C, and capital L for 15% off your order at ondar.com. So talk to me a little bit about what happened at six and a half months with your 1099 contract, because I would love for you to get into that. So I was working as like a self-employed, essentially it's self-employed when I file like my taxes and stuff, even though I own an agency, I'm a business owner, self-employed social media manager. And I've worked for several different companies, but while I was pregnant, I was working for two separate main companies that were my main source of income. And upon announcing my pregnancy, got laid off from both of them which was extremely shocking. One client, I honestly, I could say I saw it coming. Like he, the CEO was the kind of guy that would see pregnancy or motherhood as something that prevents you from being productive. And he's all about productivity. He's all about what's going to make him the most money, what's going to have the most viable output. And so knowing this and knowing that about his personality, I waited so long to announce my pregnancy. And finally, I worked up the courage to tell him after I'd kind of had a pretty good marketing accomplishment. I brought on like a very successful affiliate, starting to drive a lot of sales. And I was like, okay, this is good. There's no way he's going to fire me because I've been working so hard and I'm bringing in all this money. And I told him his response was, I need a drink. And then his response was in, in text, I need a drink. That was his response to, Hey, I have something to tell you. I'm going to be a mother. And then I like, just tried laughing it off. What are you going to do? Like, there's no HR department to like complain to. This is like a startup company. I was working pretty much underneath the CEO. Like there's not a lot of middlemen in between in the work structure. But um, yeah, six weeks later, I was given a 30-day notice that my contract was going to be terminated after working at the company for a year, after being promised shares because it was a startup environment, after literally devoting my life, soul, energy, everything into it. And here's what I learned because this could happen to literally anyone who's like self-employed, any social media manager, marketer, because even if you're self-employed, most of the times you're working as an employee. You really are. Like you're working full-time hours, you're invested, you're on team meetings, like you feel like you're a part of that company. Then at the end of it, kind of just disregarded because you're pregnant or laid off. Of course, they're not going to say you're pregnant, we're laying you off. It was there was a cut in marketing budgets. Okay. Oh my gosh. That's and it just so happened. Science told me. I'm like, hmm, yeah, this is, uh, this is like funny this timing. Is very funny timing. Oh. But yeah. So I'm my so like message to any woman who's self-employed, especially if they're working in like a similar situation where they're kind of working like they're an employee for a company, one, tighten up your contracts. Like I didn't have a clause in my contract that said, if you're going to terminate me, give me 90 days because I needed 90 days. Like 30 days was way, 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 way too soon when you're pregnant at 
six, I think it was like six months. By the time the contract ended seven months. And that's not enough time to prep for like the loss of income, right? And the fact that you're going to have to take care of a child and you're not going to have a source of income anymore. So 90 days to even more, like having that clause in your contract, give me this notification. The other thing I didn't know about, and this is amazing. And any woman that's listening to this or any person that's listening to this that might start a family or is even of the childbearing age, because you might not think you're going to start a family and you might get pregnant and start one, right? But there's disability insurance, depending on the state that you're in, that you can pay a little bit of money towards every month. And then once Mm -hmm. you get pregnant, you can claim that either for maternity leave or for like securing your job. So they'll secure your job for you with the company until you're ready to come back. Wow. Yeah. And although I couldn't do that in my situation in case, I now know for the future that when I start to work again and do similar work, I'm going to have all of this stuff like dialed in so that I don't ever get put in this position. Thankfully for me though, I'm in a place where I, I did save up enough that I'm okay enough in the interim to kind of manage my finances. But also like I realized I needed the break. It was like a blessing in disguise, right? Yeah major. I was so afraid of losing my job because that CEO like kind of created a hostile work environment that kind of made you feel like you were never doing enough. You were never working hard enough. So I was never going to ask for maternity leave. I would have worked up until the day I gave birth and probably a few days afterwards. Like I would have probably taken Zoom meetings with my camera off breastfeeding. I'm not even kidding you. Like, And it's crazy to even admit that, but that's how much I cared about my job. And that's how much like I was afraid of losing it. Yeah. It's not crazy at all. That's so, so normal. Like, especially nowadays. So unhealthy. So unhealthy. Yeah. I think to be able to now take the time to be a mom is something I needed that the universe gave to me. Yeah, absolutely. Whatever you want to call it. Um, or my my ex CEO. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Oh, that is such a hard way to learn a lesson, but it's created so much value in your life. You know, hindsight is twenty twenty. I like now too that society is uplifting the more kind of slow paced and not praising like grind culture so much because I think for a long time so many people were just like no, you got to be grinding and hustling 24-7. And now I think we're moving into a space as a whole where it's like, no, you deserve a break. Like, slow down. Yeah, I was so caught up in that grind culture. Yeah. And that's actually not something to be proud of. Like, the balance is what you should be proud of. Like, accomplishing your goals and taking care of yourself and having time for family or friends. That's something to be proud of. So what did you say to them when this all happened? Well, I tried negotiating for a longer extension, of course, because like I wanted to keep working. I loved my job and I didn't believe it was true. I was like, there's, there's no way. Like what? Like it's 2023. What are they thinking? Yeah. But now I've kind of shifted my mindset to like take a little break and to kind of repivot and like rethink about one, the clients that I want to work for. And I might sort of rechannel into like a, a mother maternity market. Yes, absolutely. Um, now I have that that voice and that value I can add in that space, or at least I'm beginning to. I've got so much more to learn. But also I've been thinking about the things that truly make me happy and like kind of tying it back into the beginning of our conversation, like yoga so important to me. And if I could do something full-time or even part-time that brings that into my career, I would not only feel so much more happy and fulfilled, but also be able to give that to others. So I did start a like maternity prenatal yoga teacher training course. Amazing. Like I'm going to keep an open mind. Absolutely. When you had your son, were you working outside of modeling? No, I wasn't. It was definitely a very important time in my life, I think. I think I I needed that space. And it's when I came up with the idea of doing this. When you give yourself the time to pause, that's when you come up with your best ideas or the things that you're most passionate about. Exactly. So like you said, I think 
the universe was kind of giving that to you as a gift in a weird way. Like it was such a blessing in disguise that that ended up happening. And it didn't feel like it at first, but now I can recognize it as that. Do you know your birth plan yet? Or like, are you planning to do a hospital birth, a home birth? Like, do you know? Great question. I have like a very rough idea. I do think because it's my first birth, I'd like to have the care of a doctor on hand. Totally get it. Just because I was an emergency C-section and a lot of my friends have like birth stories where like, they were like, yeah, I was either one naive to give birth at home my first time or two, like, I don't know what I would have done if I wasn't in a hospital. And I know those are very fear-based things, but like, it is something I'm going to be mindful of, you know, I'm going through it. So Outside of that, I mean, I definitely need to spend some more time on my birth plan. I'm starting to like wrap my head around the fact that like I'm actually giving birth in two months. I like, know. Up until this point, I was like, la di da di da. I'm just pregnant. <laughs> That's how I was too. <laughs> yeah. It's all fun and games. And now I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to get this baby outside of me somehow. So I'll get back to you on that. But if you have okay. any suggestions, like I'm open to hearing it all too. Or things that like you incorporated that you love. I was planning on doing a hospital birth and I had a doula. And I think just the biggest thing for me is that if I had given birth in a hospital, and mind you, a really big factor as to why I chose to give birth at home. Number one, it was during COVID. So I could really only have one person in the room. So there was that. And number two was the fact that I live literally two seconds away from the hospital. Oh, so if you needed it. Right. If I needed it, I I had a backup plan. And so that made me feel really safe and secure knowing that like if anything were to go wrong, I could just literally go to the hospital in two seconds and be there. Yeah. But I think the biggest thing is just being informed and like asking your doctor all of the questions. Literally up until actually getting pregnant, always thought I was going to have a home birth. Like that was just like what I had in my idea. I was like, why would I want to give birth in a hospital? Like I don't like hospitals. No one likes hospitals. My baby's not going to like being brought into the world in a hospital. But like since then, I've just had to like kind of weigh out pros and cons and definitely more towards it. And it's so surprising because I never thought I would say that ever. And I also have friends that like have changed their minds at like 35 weeks. That was me. That literally happened to me. So whatever you feel the most comfortable with, that's all that matters is that you feel the most taken care of. Exactly. Yeah. What's a piece of advice that you would give to a pregnant woman out there? Ooh, I would say the first one is to love your growing, changing body. And take yes. as many photos of it as you possibly can because oh, I love that it one. literally happens so fast. And I already know like once I give birth and I have like my postpartum body, I'm going to miss that like feeling of being mm-hmm. pregnant. And that's also kind of advice to myself because I could be taking more photos. So yeah. <laughs> and like just capturing more moments, especially For when sure. I don't feel like it. Like that's the other thing. Like, you don't always feel beautiful. You don't always love the growing part of it. So just reminding yourself it is, it is beautiful. Definitely. Another thing would be moving, even though you really don't want to, like just getting yourself to go on a walk, the bare minimum, just getting yourself outside. It makes so much of a world of a difference. And then the other thing is just continue to surround yourself with like good people, good support. Oh, yes, absolutely. Because your baby can feel it too. Yeah, totally. I've had to like kind of distance myself from people in my life. And that's like normal at any phase, especially when you're pregnant. So that's another piece of advice. If you have any like kind of strangling, unhealthy relationships, friendships, whatever it is, either fix them or let them go because that's like a really good time to like start fresh. Those are really good tips. I love those. I mean, and that can apply to any person in any stage of their life, but it's definitely heightened when you're pregnant. Mm -hmm. Okay, babe, let's move into the acronym. I would love to know what you do to stay mindful. 
Okay. A lot of these things I feel like we've already touched upon, but actually how I stay mindful would be through gratitude, I think. Like oh, the more grateful yeah. I am and like the more like I focus on those positive things, the more I can be mindful about like my life and my choices. Otherwise, yeah. I find I'm like on an autopilot of like to-do lists, things I have to yes. accomplish, like just the the go, 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 like hustle mentality of life. So I would say gratitude practice. Yeah. I love that because I feel like you feel so clear-headed when you're just focusing on the good things and focusing on the things that you're grateful for. Yeah. And it's a constant journey because it's not always easy. Yeah. Especially when things are hard, but that's when you need it like the most. Yeah. How do you listen to your intuition? I love what you were just talking about, about how you felt the need to kind of like cut certain people out of your life. I feel like that's a big indicator that you are listening to your intuition. But like on a day-to-day basis, how do you listen to your intuition? By giving myself like the space to really think, whether that's in the car and maybe not listening to music for 10 minutes, just like being alone with my thoughts, or whether that's when I'm brushing my teeth or something, but checking in. I also find that like asking myself like check-in questions. Tune into my intuition. Like, how do I really feel about this or this person or this opportunity or whatever it is, this meal? Do I really even want to eat this? You know, like, yeah, being conscious about your decision making. And I feel like that then ties into my intuition to continue to make the right decisions. That's such a good way to put it. I love those questions. I, I have to start incorporating that. And two, just like, I feel like we're so bombarded all the time with things in our face and we don't really get a time to like sit in silence and actually think. Yeah. So I, I love what you said about like driving in the car just for 10 minutes with the music off or not listening to anything. Yeah, because it's not realistic to be able to meditate every day. It's just not. Yeah. I wish and maybe eventually it will be for me, but I do know that I have so much going on in my life that like... It's not realistic, but if you can still carve out moments to be off your phone or to be present, that is a meditation still. You don't have to be sitting with your eyes closed, you know? Exactly. Driving is a great place to do that. Yeah. And I like too that you said something about like asking yourself about the meal that you're eating because that's a big thing for me is like ever since pregnancy, I started incorporating intuitive eating because before I would be pretty like rigid when it came to my diet. And you touched on it too earlier in our conversation when you were like in my first trimester, like I had to listen to my body. My body was craving carbs and, you know, all of these things that you weren't used to eating. I think it's so important to tap in and listen to that. And I think that's your intuition telling you that, you know, your body needed that. Definitely. Yeah. What are some of your lifestyle non-negotiables? Just things you can't live without. Sunshine. Yes. Like I the Hawaii girl when I'm in cold places or if like I'm in cold weather for too long. Having gone to school in San Francisco is like cloudy and foggy all the time. I literally had seasonal depression. But like more than that, I do think I mean I know actually it's been proven sunshine gives you serotonin. Yeah. And obviously it gives you vitamin D, which like helps with your muscles, your bones, your pretty sure like your blood sugar and things like that. So it's just, it's so good for you. That's a non-negotiable for me. I I love that. Yes. (laughs) And vegetables. And now that's another like kind of simple thing, but like when I eat more veggies, I just feel way better. I feel like my gut health is better. My gut health is better. Everything like my skin, my energy levels, I have less brain fatigue. Nobody has ever said either of those things. And I think that because they are so simple, it's like, oh yeah, of course we need both of those things in our lives to like make us feel the best versions of ourselves. I literally need them like every day. If I like go a day without sunshine, I'm like, oh, my mood's off. Yeah. I feel the same way. Healthy relationships. I know I've, I've said this a couple times throughout the chat today, but like that's so key too. Now being in a healthy relationship after previously being in an unhealthy one a couple different times, I've seen the huge difference that it's made in my overall life and lifestyle. And it's just the most important advice I could give to anyone. 
Yes. And if you're not in a healthy relationship to either find the tools to make it healthy through counseling or through books, podcasts, or to just get out of it. Like yeah. those are like the most toxic things you could do to yourself is being in an unhealthy relationship. Yeah. I love all three of those things that you just touched on. So, so important. What is your fitness routine right now? I mean, I know that it changes. And of course, you're in a very different stage than you normally are. But what does it look like? I would say overall, my favorite fitness routine ever is hot yoga. Like that is the best. It is the most detoxifying. I feel the best physically, mentally. Unfortunately, I can't do it right now. But I'd say hot yoga is like my favorite thing ever. And that's like what keeps me in the best shape. Right now I've been doing Pilates though. A lot of Pilates. I have a confession to make. I've actually never done hot yoga. I've only done hot Pilates. What? I don't know why I've never gone. I've been invited so many times. Like all of my friends are like, let's go to hot yoga. And I just, for some reason, it's never really worked out. That's so interesting. You'll have to try it. I do have to say, I don't love like traditional hot yoga though, like Bikram. Yeah. Not my vibe. Try like a a hot vinyasa or like a hot sculpt. Bikram's just too traditional, I feel like. Yeah. I love hot Pilates though. Have you been to Burn? Burn Collective? No, I haven't. I just opened one in LA. You should. The owner uh, has a studio out here and she just opened one in Brentwood. Is that the one that Serena goes to all the time? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I got to try it. And like all of the other Renew models and yeah. lots, lots of girlies go there. It looks amazing. I've only been once and then got pregnant, mm-hmm. <laughs> but you should go for sure. Okay. I'll definitely try it. So hot yoga for sure is your favorite thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you're inspiring me. I <laughs> like to ask this question at the end of every episode. If you could go back in time and give yourself one piece of advice, what would you say to the younger version of yourself? I would probably say life's not that serious. Yes. And don't rush things. Like you will get to where you want to be when you're supposed to. Be as present as you can. Just soak it all up. Like yes. don't need to be so fixated on the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. Yeah. Very good advice. Okay, Zoe, you are such a ray of sunshine and I'm so happy we got to connect. so nice meeting you. I know. You too. Can you let everyone know where they can follow you and connect with you? Yeah, for sure. I primarily use Instagram. So at Zoe Stone, C-O-E Stone. Yes. That's where you can find me. Perfect. Well, congratulations. I'm so excited for you you. and your baby boy, your fiance. Good luck with everything. Stay in touch. And thank you for everything that you shared today. Super, super valuable. Thank you for having me. It was such a pleasure. Talk soon. Of course. Talk soon, my love. Thank you all for listening to the show. I hope you gained some insight on how to practice becoming more mindful, learn the importance of listening to your intuition, gained some lifestyle takeaways and fitness tips. You can find me on Instagram at Cherokee Luker and the podcast at MILFBODPOD. So make sure you follow me to access exclusive content to help you become a better you, a better mother, and a better human. Talk to you guys next week about all things MILF.